Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Okay, thank you. Great. So I really appreciate you joining us uh, for another episode of the Captain Paul Watson Foundation podcast. It's been a while since we've uh, been able to talk to you. Uh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better? Uh, just getting over the flu, actually, but I'm feeling a little better. Okay, wonderful. Uh, I understand that there is an event coming up on January 31st at 5 p.m. It's called NYC for the Ocean. And it's going to be in New York City. Uh, the address is Broadway and West 48th Street. Paul, what is this event about? The uh, Carrot Company, which is a you know a credit card company, have uh, uh, donated the uh, space, the ad space in Times Square. You know, one of those big electronic billboards to give us uh, time between the certain hours. And uh, so we thought that that would be a good opportunity to uh, have a you know, bring everybody together to talk about uh, the ice, upcoming Iceland campaign and uh, way, and to introduce the Captain Paul Watson Foundation to more people. And uh, so it's an opportunity that uh, we're certainly quite happy to have. I mean, it's, you know, to get your uh, message up in Times Square on those electronic billboards is, uh, is difficult and it's not costing us anything. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So Paul, with the NYC for the Ocean event. Are you going to be in attendance at this event? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to to be there, and um, we're going to have some film crews there, photographers there, and uh, Sea Shepherd, former Sea Shepherd supporters who are now supporting the foundation are going to be there. Okay, wonderful. And so, if anyone wants to RSVP for this event, if you go to paulwatsonfoundation.org. Uh, there will be a pop-up screen that will come on the homepage and you'll see a button for RSVP. Again, this is on January 31st at 5 p.m. in New York City. So please do go to the paulwatsonfoundation.org uh, webpage if you'd like to know more about that. So Paul, you wrote a recent newsletter on January 13th. Uh, you talked about fear and you mentioned that you know, fear of extradition back to Japan for their bogus you know, claims against you was one of the things that, you know, you realized was, was weighing on you. Can you talk more about fear and, and how you were able to overcome it? Well, I've always felt that fear has no place uh, in Sea Shepherd. And certainly through the years, you know, we've taken on a lot of uh, confrontations and, uh, you know, it certain was nothing I was ever afraid to do. Uh, even when the outcome was uh, was uncertain, the problem with the in 2012, then I got in this. I was put on the Interpol red notice by both Costa Rica and Japan. Since then, Costa Rica dropped their charges, but uh, Japan continues to have me on the red notice. And it's a rather bogus thing because the red notice is for serial killers, war criminals, major drug traffickers. I'm the only per person in history to be put on that on that notice for uh, conspiracy to trespass, specifically conspiracy to trespass on a whaling ship. And it's all based on, um, in, in 2010, uh, the uh, vessel uh, Adi Gill, which is not owned by Sea Shepherd, it was owned and operated by uh, uh, Pete Bethune, and uh, he uh, his vessel was cut in half by uh, a Japanese harpoon vessel. <clears throat> and um, so what he did was that he then boarded that Japanese harpoon vessel against my advice, and I'm back on camera telling him not to do it. But he boarded it, he got arrested, he was taken back to Japan and charged with trespassing. And, uh, 
you know, he made a deal with the prosecutor, and that deal was that if he said that I ordered him to board the the uh, whaling ship, that uh, they would give him a suspended sentence. So that's what he did, and I was charged uh, with conspiracy. A year later, he signed an affidavit where he said that he lied to the prosecutor to get that suspended sentence. And that was enough for uh, Secretary of State John Kerry at the time to allow me to come back to the United States. And it's enough for me to, you know, to go to France. But the problem is, is uh, Japan won't accept that affidavit, and they continue to have me on there. And I came to the realization that they probably don't want to extradite me. They just like to have me on the red notice to keep me from traveling. So I think it's about time to, to test that. And yes, uh, since 2012, I've had a concern because I know that if I get extradited to Japan, I probably won't be coming home again because they're very, very vindictive and we cost them a lot and we humiliated them. And uh, the Japanese government tends to be very vindictive. Yeah. So that was a concern, of course. And, you know, I got uh, two children. And so, you know, yeah, I was afraid of, uh, I was afraid that that was a possibility. But, you know, sometimes you got to, uh, you know, you just got to accept the fact that you have to face up to these things. The, one of the consequences of that was that I allowed other people to get uh, more involved, take control of more things, uh, you know, in Sea Shepherd Global, Sea Shepherd USA, and uh, found that during that time I was being marginalized and uh, people around me were being removed. And then I was put into a position where they were making significant changes that were completely against the spirit of what Sea Shepherd is. Uh, no longer wanting to do anything confrontational or confrontational, uh, confrontational or controversial, and um, and I and I said that I, I I just couldn't support that. At which point uh, I was told that uh, I had no choice. Uh, I was an employee, do what I was told or else. And I said, well, I'm not going to do it. I don't care. Uh, they offered me a significant amount of money to be a paid, uh, you know, employee who says nothing, does not, does nothing, get doesn't get involved, just to be a figurehead. And I refused. I wouldn't do that. So I, I was still a board member on on Sea Shepherd Global, and uh, I had the support, I thought, of the directors of Sea Shepherd Global. But what happened is Sea Shepherd USA, under this guy named Pritam Singh, had uh, copyrighted, got 70 copyrights around the world on the uh, on trademarks, I guess, for Sea Shepherd. And then he told Sea Shepherd Global that uh, they were to dismiss me or else he would take them to court. Uh, without a meeting, without a discussion, without a vote, I just get a, an email from Alex Cornelison saying that I was dismissed. And uh, even Lami Asalami, president of Sea Shepherd France, who was a global director, she wasn't allowed to vote either. And um, as a result, she started asking questions to Sea Shepherd Global, which they refused to answer. And then just last week, they dismissed her without any reason. So uh, I just find that Sea Shepherd, the movement, has been hijacked by Sea Shepherd USA and Sea Shepherd Global. Uh, since then, uh, the Sea Shepherd groups that have remained loyal to our, you know, what we are all about – uh, France, UK, Brazil, Hungary, they uh, set up Sea Shepherd uh, Origins to, you know, to be part of, uh, what, you know, what, what, we're, what we're all about. And uh, a lot of the other groups uh, are sort of been uh, cowed into supporting either Global or the U.S. But, uh, for instance, on the U.S., the only campaign they have is the Paquita campaign, and they're not doing anything anymore. They're not pulling nets. They're just sort of monitoring the situation. It's sort of like. Uh, the whole point is we like to watch, you know, right. but in the meantime, in the meantime, <clears throat> we're um, organized. We've got a ship. Thanks to John Paul DeJoria. 
we're getting crew, uh, we're getting that ship prepared. In June, we will head out to oppose the Icelandic uh, whaling operations. That'll be our, our, our first major campaign, and back to doing the traditional approach. We're going to you know, do everything we can to stop them from uh, killing whales. They want to kill up to 167 endangered fin whales. It's a violation of international whaling commission regulations on the moratorium on commercial whaling. But uh, despite that, Japan, uh, I mean, Iceland has given them a, a permit to, to go forward. So we're going to challenge that. That means taking a ship uh, to Iceland and doing all that we can to save as many of those 167 endangered fin whales as we possibly can. I know a lot of people that uh, read your newsletter um, are really, you know, rooting for you and hoping that you and your crew can get out there to Iceland and and stop that slaughter. I did want to um, take one step back and, and also ask you about uh, the Yushin Maru 2 and the Yushin Maru 3. Uh, you mentioned that they might be in the Southern Ocean uh, doing reconnaissance or something to prepare for another whaling season in the future. Is that happening? Japan has two harpoon vessels in the Southern Ocean right now doing what non-lethal research. I mean, what's the point of that unless you have plans? And the fact is, is that they're rebuilding the uh, the uh, whale processing uh, ship, uh, the Nishan Maru. They're making a new ship. And uh, so what's the point of making a new ship and sending down these vessels to do this uh, preliminary research unless, uh, you know, the, the, the plan is to go back to whaling in the Southern Ocean in violation of the International Whaling Commission's moratorium. Uh, so we have to be prepared for that. I don't know if it's going to be at the end of this year or the end of next year, but they're certainly making plans to do something down there. And, uh, you know, we don't want to uh, be in a reactive situation. We have to prepare to... Uh, to be prepared for them to, to do that and to be there ourselves. Plus, there's other things in the Southern Ocean that we have to be concerned with. One is um, this uh, exploitation of krill by Japan and Norway, both. They want to extract millions of tons of krill in order to pr uh, produce a protein paste for domestic animals, whether it be chickens or pigs or domestic salmon. And uh, without any environmental impact studies at all, and of course, krill is the, found, is the foundation for uh, for uh, the penguins, the food, you know, for the survival of the penguins, for whales, and everything like that. So it's got some possibly very severe consequences. So that's something that we need to oppose. The other thing is toothfish poaching, and uh, you know, Sea Shepherd did go down and uh, stop six poaching vessels, but there's more down there. But it's not just illegal poaching, it's also legal po poaching, a company called Austral Fisheries, which uh, is now working with Sea Shepherd Australia. Uh, but Austral Fisheries is a company owned 50% by a Japanese company, the same Japanese company that owned the pirate whaler Sierra that I confronted in 1979. And um, so it's an endangered species, so there can be no uh, excuse for any kind of fishing, legal or illegal, on an endangered species. And I think that uh, Austral Fisheries has managed to convince Aust Sea Shepherd Australia that uh, to leave them alone, but uh, we have no such intention. Paul, thanks for joining the podcast today, and we do hope that you feel better. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I want to thank Paul for joining me on the podcast today. As he mentioned, he is getting over the flu, so it was really nice of him to carve out some time for us couple announcements. We do have tote bags on the shop.paulwatson.com uh, site. So if you're interested in a tote bag or a hoodie or t-shirt, anything to show support for the 
Captain Paul Watson Foundation, please do head over there. I would encourage everyone to sign up for the Captain Paul Watson Foundation newsletter. If you want to do that, you need to go to paulwatsonfoundation.org. And while you're there, if you scroll down, there's a, a little spot there where you can sign up for the newsletter. That way you can keep in touch with the latest and greatest of what's going on. If you want to be an onshore volunteer or if you want to volunteer on the ship, uh, you can also do that at the paulwatsonfoundation.org webpage. And as I mentioned earlier, that New York City event, which is happening uh, here on January 31st, uh, you can RSVP for that on the paulwatsonfoundation.org website as well. This episode is brought to you by Disocticus. Eleganoides. If the oceans die, we die.